0: Hey guys, Josh here. Quick heads up, had a little bit of an audio issue on this episode, so Sean is unfortunately a little quieter than normal. We did fix it, but only after we'd recorded, sorry. Anyway, thanks. This podcast contains adult language. Starting now.
1: And welcome to another episode of All the World's a Cage, the podcast that extensively explores Nicolas Cage's filmography, one movie at a time. But it isn't just a podcast, y'all. It's a call to duty. Dive with us into 2,400 cans of decaf coffee. Join us as we snort what we thought was coke, but turned out to be heroin. And insist with us that Exhibit take a hit off our lucky crack pipe. (laughs) Today we're discussing the 2009 crime... Drama? Bad Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans. Directed by the illustrious Werner Herzog and starring a particularly unhinged Nicolas Cage. I'm your co-host Jeff. And I'm Sean. And I'm your co-host Josh. So boys, um I love this goddamn movie so much. (laughs) I've watched it so many times. It never gets old. I mean, The compilation video of Nick Cage freakouts is like half of it is taken (laughs) from this movie.
0: I I first watched it, I think, like six or seven years ago. And then I hadn't seen it until, you know, just the other day when I watched it again for this. And it is 10 times
1: as insane as I remember it being. Yeah, it's uh, it's got a lot of very, very good moments in it. So at the beginning of the film, we're going to see you know, Nicolas Cage in his pre-drug addiction stage. Um, But he's already kind of a dick. Like the movie opens on him and Val Kilmer, like shooting the shit about whether or not they're going to steal nude pictures of their friend's wife out of his locker, (laughs) basically. And then doing it and then making a deal based on those pictures later. Yeah, they use them in a bet almost immediately about whether or not, you know, Uh, Terrence McDonough uh, played by Nicolas Cage is going to risk his $55 silk (laughs) underwear to to rescue a man from drowning to death in a prison during Hurricane Katrina
2: but he does bring that back at the end while they're in the aquarium and he's on a bad trip (laughs) he does say I still I, I regret that I saved your life and I ruined my underwear He's like, I've missed you screwed up by saving him because you lost those sweet, sweet silk underwear.
1: Yeah, I've never worn fifty five dollar underwear, but I have to imagine they're very good. Yeah, I don't think I've ever worn like, yeah, anything close to that nice. I I, I consider it treating myself when I buy a seven dollar pair of underwear. So la I know I'm fancy. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't even really well, know how to fuck this pig you guys. Like
2: <laughs> this, this movie like, is just
1: the angle
2: or okay. Okay, just like uh Nicolas Cage, let's just dive in.
0: Okay, yeah. Okay. If you haven't seen this movie before, stop doing whatever you're doing and just go watch this movie. Oh, yeah, please
1: please go watch this movie. Block out I... 2 hours and just go watch it right now. Trust me, trust me it's worth it. It's it's seriously, like, it's it's very insane, but it, it is also actually very good. I, I I still think it's actually a good movie. Oh, absolutely. Like, okay, before we
0: start, I guess, like, we should just give a quick, um, yeah, I guess, disclaimer sort of. This is a good movie. <laughs> like, it's done um, by the director, Werner Herzog, who is, he's, he has a career that goes back to, like, the 60s, and he's a pretty famous... Director and documentarian.
2: He did Nosferatu. Yeah, he
0: did Nosferatu. He did mm-hmm. Grizzly Man. Mm. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Um. Into- now, yeah. Most, mostly known favorite?
2: for documentaries. Yes, my favorite documentary, which is uh, Into the Abyss.
1: Oh, it's it's great is, documentary.
2: I mean, Abyss. <laughs> I mean, it's a black hole of just torture. You're just watching sad souls, uh, wallow in uh, nothing but misery.
0: It's it's incredible and depressing.
2: But it's also an indictment on the American justice system. And arguably so is this. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And uh, that being said... um... So, again, though,
0: if you haven't seen this movie, just a really brief synopsis. Um, Basically, Nicolas Cage plays a cop in, I think, 2006, New Orleans? Yeah. Or 2005, right after Hurricane Katrina. And uh, he investigates a multiple murder of five uh, five people, like a whole family. And that's, in a way, kind of the B-plot of the movie. <laughs> like, yeah. the actual A story is his descent into drug-fueled mania, basically.
1: Yeah, he's, uh, after injuring his back, rescuing the pr- prisoner at the onset of the film, he is given a Vicodin prescription, and he asks the doctor, like, oh, like, how long do I need to be taking this stuff for? And the doctor basically is like, well, forever, probably. I, I mean, I don't know. We're going to do what we can to help you manage the pain. And then we flash forward six months, and he is just full-blown addicted to a bunch of other drugs. Um, must have been a very rough six months for him. Yeah.
2: Well while, while parking his car on the front, front stoop. Of a crime scene. Yeah, he just
1: whips up onto the porch, basically.
2: Yeah,
0: Um, I feel like the reason I say again to go watch this movie is because there's no way that we could possibly like correctly describe how fucking crazy he is in this movie. Like there's a scene that I was watching and I was like, wow, I have not seen a main character in a movie sink to these kinds of depths and then I checked the timestamp and I was 13 minutes into it yeah
1: <laughs> yeah it, it definitely it moves it moves this movie is just a little over two hours and it doesn't feel longer than 80 minutes to me uh even having watched it a bunch of times it it moves along at a good clip because uh there's some crazy stuff that goes down for sure yeah it's he hits the bottom of the downward spiral. 10 minutes into
0: the movie and then the movie just kind of hangs out there for another like hour and 50 minutes yeah, just
1: flops around in the bottom of the barrel.
2: I, I dare say that that's when he starts to actually use pain management.
1: <laughs> okay so he crashes into the porch of this crime scene basically and then casually does some cocaine <laughs> off of the back of his hand while there's just multiple mm-hmm. uniform police officers mulling about in the background. Then, you know, he, we see him and uh, his partner, uh, Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Yep. Yeah. Ste- Stevie, P- Stevie Pruitt is a character's name. Didn't know that. Who not care.
0: He does disappear for an hour of the movie, so I don't fault you for not remembering.
1: Yeah, he's not a very major character, but regardless, his his partner is Val Kilmer and they go into the house and are checking out the grizzly crime scene. This is a Senegalese family, yeah. right? Mm hmm. Uh, of immigrants and they've all been killed execution style. And, you know, we actually do get some good acting out of Cage in this scene. Like, I really do. When he's, like, going through the boy's room and he reads the little note about the fish and how the his pet fish watches him sleep i mean like there's some i I felt like there was actual genuine emotion being portrayed like despite the fact that he's on this path of you know just rampage and destruction and drug use Mm -hmm. he he it he demonstrably actually does care about getting justice for this family oh
0: yeah he's not he's not at a 10 the entire time which is what makes it so jarring when
1: he does go to a 10. Oh, boy, I can't stop thinking about all the moments well, that he's at a 10 that in means this movie. He's just,
2: I mean, he's like he, he, he glides through some of these scenes in this like dreamlike days where you don't even you don't even see, yeah. you know, footsteps. He's just kind of levitating and like. Looking at these odd iguanas in the corner, which are those gu- iguanas in mm. every place or is that just something of his like psyche or id coming out you know he's yeah kind of, he's kind of like bringing some sort of uh, some some sort of summer through the pain that he is trying to uh, coat with all this um, I guess uh, uh, every, he's
0: like he's not even just addicted to opioids either he's addicted to everything
2: well he's balancing he's balancing his drug addiction on like painkillers with uppers too so he's he's constantly doing this back and forth
1: yeah he yeah. also just casually smokes weed throughout the movie too and crack and crack
2: well he does smoke actual <laughs> weed in the movie
1: wait what yeah, <laughs> yeah in the uh there's a uh short uh behind the scenes Uh, in the special features on the DVD and, uh, there's a scene where one of the prop masters is explaining to, uh, exhibit how smoking his fake crack rock is going to work. Basically, they put a little amount of weed into the crack pipe and then put the fake crack rock (laughs) over it so that when they, you know, hit it, it ignites the weed and they, you know, you get the actual visible smoke. Okay. And this just delights exhibit because, of course, it does. I mean, if you're filming a movie and the prop master is like, Yeah, see, we just put a little bit of this in here, and he's just like, Wait, is that weed?
0: <laughs> what this is. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so Nick Cage smokes weed with exhibit during this movie. Yeah, like oh, in yeah. real life. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm jealous. Yeah, I mean, what else does he do other than that? He does that, heroin, a ton of cocaine.
1: A ton of cocaine
0: ton, So much cocaine
2: Now, never that was not in the documentary they're making of <laughs> Was that real cocaine?
0: <laughs> I mean, because what do they normally use? They use some kind of like like Ooh. milk,
2: don't they? It's normally like, I thought it was like, uh, it's not flour. It's some sort of baby, baby laxative. I don't know. You just snorted. it. Oh. It. No, that's, that's made up. That's not true. No, I think I, it is. I, I, I hope heard it that's is something true like that.
1: because if it's not, Sean, it's buddy, milk, we got to talk about.
2: It's just powdered milk. We got to <laughs> talk about some stuff. <laughs>
1: yeah so after or perhaps before i can't remember exactly we're also introduced pretty early on to uh his girlfriend uh eva mendez eva i think uh, eva mendez Mm -hmm. eva listen if you're listening (laughs) i'm so sorry and she is (laughs) i I just egg on my face i can't believe I, (laughs) i make such a mistake Uh, This is actually the second time they've worked together. She's also the love interest in Ghost Rider. (laughs) To which which I can only say, Ava Mendez has been cast as a romantic lead opposite Nick Cage twice. Two times. And I think that the universe is a simulation.
0: (laughs) Oh, fuck. That's unbelievable.
2: Okay. I mean, this is clearly set in the whole, like, you know, he's he's fulfilling the role of like, you know, like a uh, sugar daddy well, or whatnot where mm-hmm. he's giving her drugs and she's giving him companionship but then an actual relationship a real pretty woman vibe just add more heroin
1: yeah they do they do have an actual arc it's not a major element of the film but they do they do have the scene where he tells her the story about this finding the sterling silver spoon with the uh metal detector and uh from what i read that was a scene that was added during the filming process, uh, Herzog what? worked it in. It was it was not in the original script. Or or they heavily changed the content of, of that scene. So, you know, yeah, of course, there's just a random scene in the movie that actually has a large amount of heart to it. Well, Werner Herzog is a genius, and everything he touches is gold. He's so. great.
0: Wow, I did not know that. That's interesting.
2: Also, with the making of, they also referred to... Um the walking scene where he's arguing with uh i don't know if it's frankie or his mother-in-law mother-in-law but they're walking through the house and that was also a added scene
0: oh yeah i know mm. the one you're talking about okay yeah i buy that that was kind of like an added thing i wonder if they improvised that
2: apparently they did after lunch
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah full day of shooting uh there uh Jesus. yeah, his mother in law yeah, that's another uh plot point in this film that he is checking in on his dad, who is a recovering alcoholic, and mm-hmm. uh his dad's girlfriend, uh played by Jennifer Coolidge, who, you know, doesn't understand why Nick Cage's father can't just stick to beer like I do. She was so good
0: in this movie. She's
1: uh. <laughs> so good in She's this so good. movie, like yeah on on real like comedic talent Je- jennifer coolidge um, yeah does a really I... really good job of, of being funny but
2: like also she... drunk
1: yeah i mean she's not she doesn't really play the character for laughs it's just like Mm-mm. genuinely Mm-mm. funny just because of her own comedic talent but it's a very real portrayal of a woman just on the brink of sinking into alcoholism yeah you know? it was great and we don't need to talk about them too super much because I, they're 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 pretty small characters. But I just wanted to make sure that she didn't get lost in the shuffle because she's her performance. Is yeah, one she's
0: great. I've only ever seen her, I think, in three things, maybe. She was in American Pie, obviously, which I think was like her first big one. And then she mm-hmm. was in a Christopher Guest movie. I think she was in.
2: Yeah, it was uh, best in show.
0: Yeah, I think it was best in
1: show. Yes.
2: <laughs> I I know that that's like the main thing I know her
1: from. You said that with a lot of confidence. Oh, I'm God, inclined. No. <laughs> I mean, I no,
2: I just I love <laughs> that's, her. In... That's
1: probably the Christopher Guest movie that I've seen the least, honestly. Oh, really, that's the one. Oh, yeah, really? a lot of mm-hmm. Mighty Wind and Waiting for Guffman are my <sighs> two favorites. <sighs> Waiting for
2: Guffman. Wow,
0: so minor for sure. Spinal Tap and um, Best in Still Show. Still
2: boom, baby. Still boom.
1: I, I mean, Spinal <laughs> Tap is also excellent, and I mean, I, I remember liking Best in Show a lot two um just you know they're they're all kind of similar in tone and once you've determined which one is your favorite i feel like i just revisit those ones usually but
2: but we digress
1: a mighty win (laughs) severely underrated check it out
2: check it out
0: (laughs) welcome back to another episode of guest feature our christopher guest podcast (laughs) OK, there's one thing we we didn't talk about Ava Mendez a lot, but there is one thing I wanted to ask. Cause mm-hmm. It's one of the few questions I had about this movie. Sure. So, OK, at the beginning of the movie, he talks about how his girlfriend bought him silk underwear. Right. And it sort of implied like that's Ava
1: Mendez. Right. Oh, I miss that his girlfriend bought it for him. I don't I didn't. Catch yeah.
0: That. Yeah. Because Val Kilmer gives him kind of like a really. And he says, well, my girlfriend bought it for me. Oh, so does that mean he was with her
1: before he was like addicted to drugs? That's a very good question. That's an excellent question. And I Uh, I, I, also feeling a little on the spot here, but I mean, I guess it would because it does. It does seem like when we're introduced to her character, they are very like they, they don't have a fresh couple No vibe to them no. they're very comfortable around each other <laughs> they're
0: very comfortable around each other in this movie <laughs> uh i mean i guess it could just be a, a different girlfriend um
2: i just so when you first hear that line i just assumed it was him like you know they just like stole photos of a of a co-worker's a fellow officer's <laughs> naked wife I just uh-huh. assumed you Which is actually shit. why they're
1: at the prison, by the way. Yes. They've been sent there to retrieve the naked photos. <laughs>
2: but it's <laughs> it's the, we, to get back to it, they have just gotten that, and I just assumed he was just blowing smoke out of his ass. Like, he's just like, he's saying, I got these silk underwear. <laughs> oh No worries, it doesn't make me, like, a fruity. I just, mm. uh, it's my girlfriend got them for me. And then I didn't expect him to actually have silk underwear until it comes back at the oh, end. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Where he's just like, I still regret I saved you because I missed, I lost my sweet silk underwear, and that's like, yeah, okay, so he really did have them. Huh? They call, they call back to him. That's it. a good point. So it must be they are, they must have been together. Maybe he had like picked her up for like, you know, I don't know something, and then they like. Built a relationship out of that. I don't mm-hmm. know. He's he seems kind of scummy to begin with, and then he just full on embraces the uh, Warner Herzog would say it's like the the bliss of evil. <laughs> yeah, you saw that too.
0: <laughs> that was a pretty good. That was a pretty good Herzog. He's been practicing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, ever since we talked last night and you fucking blew us out of the water, Jeff, I practiced today, too.
1: I don't know how to explain my gift, only to say that the evil spirit of man flows through me the same as it does Werner.
2: That's pretty You were going to say my mouth is very dry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, shit. Yeah, he does sound like someone who's just chowed down on an entire tin of Altoids. Yeah.
0: Also, oh. speaking of voices, by the way, did you guys notice that Nicolas Cage's voice changes for like 10 minutes in the middle of this movie?
1: Yeah, he fully sucks at accents. Can we talk about that? Oh. This is a running thing from all of the movies that we've watched so far. Yeah. He just can't hold an accent.
2: He doesn't commit. like, Or he commits, but then he forgets what the accent sounded like at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And and then he maybe sees a playback and then uh, maybe comes back. I have no clue. I can't speak on the process. This is just speculation, but absolutely fantastic. I just love it. Like, I mean, I noticed it sounded a little different, but then I was just like, oh, maybe he's just like, not on a drug right now, or maybe he's on like a different drug. It
1: yeah, that changed. is true. He does have, yeah. some, he definitely has some drug voice moments.
2: <laughs> yeah, you, your friend. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll get going on that in a second. We'll get to that, get to the A story here.
0: Cause I, I paused the movie. I watched this in two parts, right? Mm. Oh, I paused it and then I went to work. So when I started it up again and his voice was different, I was like, has it just always been like that? So <laughs> really? I went back through and I skipped around and I was like, no, he's just he just sounds like fucking like uh, like like George Lucas doing an impression of Jimmy Stewart.
1: She shot fire. That was an that was an extremely specific <laughs> call out. No, but it's what he fucking sounds like. No, it's it's accurate.
0: Like, I don't know. He's he's just like, war war. What do
1: I look like? A guy who's got a Rolex watch. Look at you. Now look at me. I never did. <laughs> um, I oh, my God. I okay, it no, we coke. need to start talking about the actual plot yeah. so that we can get to our...
2: You all did a thing.
1: I'm sorry. Go do Fuck your you thing. Do your line. It. I'm sorry. Dude. I didn't mean to step on your good impression, do Sean. It. Go do ahead. It. Do, it. do it. Do it.
2: I snorted what I thought was coke, but it turned out to be heroin, and I got beat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he, 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 he. this is a, such a good scene he returns to visit Ava mendez in her prostitute nest and you know he's, oh he's taking taking it's a hotel the wrong, he's taking talking? the wrong drug on accident hold on and hold on hold, she, hold on okay, you can't right. just
0: throw those caltrops and then expect us to walk all over them <laughs>
1: Well, she's like
0: I'm she lives. It's, it's, it's like a nice hotel. <laughs>
1: she, yeah, she lives in a nice hotel, but it's like just covered in spunk. Oh God! I it's it's a room that she lives in, and she, look, she's a whoa. prostitute. I'm not whoa. shaming.
2: Yeah. Hey, did you just make a mistake? Because I think you did. Whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, 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 whoa. 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 <laughs> Oh, yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that dude, I in my notes, I have an entire paragraph on its own. Two words. Oh, yeah, oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> he, point, italicized. he just points at the poor kid. Oh, God. Yeah, he there's there's multiple scenes of uh, Nick busting up the party. I mean, his girlfriend's a prostitute and he just multiple Mm -hmm. times in a two hour film, like wrecks her encounters with Johns and like, yeah, shakes him down. Yeah, shakes him down. And, you know, in one instance, she calls him out because the the guys refusing to pay or whatever, but in the so other one, point, he's he just tip. he just fully robs her John and then laughs it off. And I'm like, Ava Mendez seems like she'd be a pretty expensive prostitute. I feel like just scaring away customers is not what
2: she would want. Well, he doesn't just scare away a customer. He also gets some repercussions.
1: He does also get some repercussions. Right. Whoa. What? Um, whoa (laughs) all right let's let's get
0: back on the rails here um i don't even i mean it's just so difficult to talk about this movie in like a straightforward beat by beat kind of thing because it's just there's so much like i feel like we could take any random five minutes in this movie and talk about it for three hours
1: yeah i there's a lot to unpack and additionally you know we could we haven't really discussed him searching for for exhibit uh Big Fate the gang leader mm-hmm. who uh has been identified uh by one of their like criminal informants or they it's just a guy they know yeah. that they get on a drug charge and and he tells them that this is Big Fate's territory so they're looking for Big Fate and and his accomplices Midget and G <laughs> <laughs>
0: Which is the most absurd thing Nick Cage has ever seen.
1: Yeah, Nick Nick Cage thinks it's hilarious that somebody's gangster alias is the letter G, which...
0: He's a cop, like, that (laughs) cannot be... He's clearly
1: never heard a single rap song, like...
0: That cannot be the top thousand craziest street names he's ever heard.
1: The other one is named Midget, and y'all, he's
2: (laughs) not a midget! He's just a dude! He is a little shorter than Nick Cage, but I think Nick Cage is kind of tall.
1: Yeah, that he's a regular sized man. (laughs) But anyway, the the point I was trying to make is we we could just talk about the A plot and we would be glossing over the joyful encounters that are sprinkled in like
2: him at the fucking nightclub,
1: y'all. Oh, gee. OK. Yeah, there's a I mean scene
2: outside the, the nightclub, y'all.
0: Yeah. So there's a scene in this movie about f- I, don't, I don't even know how long. Well, this watching this movie is like 50. a fever dream. You could tell me it was the last 10 minutes of the movie and I'd believe you. Um, but there is a scene where he is going through withdrawals.
2: Yeah. The previous scene is where he's cut off. He's cut off by Bug. I forget. <laughs> <laughs> by Bug.
1: By, uh, sorry, his character, M- M- Michael Shannon's character name in this movie is Munt. Munt. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty alarmingly close to Bug, honestly. It might as well just be like Thud.
2: Thud. <laughs> Dud.
0: Gr- grunt. <laughs> grunt.
2: Because he's just like... Hey, man, they got new cameras. I can't help you. can't give you any drugs anymore.
0: (laughs) It was really fun to see Michael Shannon as, like, I think this is probably earlier in his career. Definitely. And and he just kind of plays this, like, sheepish, like, oh, shucks, Nick. And it was just fun, because as soon as he came out, I was like, is that fucking Michael Shannon? Yeah. (laughs) Is that fucking Zod? This is
1: definitely early in his career. Yeah, this is General Zod in the Man of Steel era Superman films, if, if, if. I, I feel like that's what a lot of people will be familiar with him. Uh, Villain of yeah. Sheep of
2: Water. Yeah, uh, Sean,
1: Sean also referencing him, his appearance in the movie Bug, Bug. which...
2: <laughs> oh,
1: right. Which, boy, I mean, if what you do haven't... do you know about a fifth, if, <laughs> if you haven't seen that one, it's gonna be a recommend for me, my dude. It's a very good movie, and you should definitely watch it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess. i uh. <laughs> Talk about, I mean, movies that make you feel gross. But, okay, so anyway, anyway, nightclub. The <laughs> nightclub, the nightclub, God, the nightclub. Gotta, so gotta rain this in, so
2: guys. Up on
1: drugs. <laughs> we, yeah.
2: Okay, you know, it's, it's okay. so
1: difficult. I'm sorry. And
2: just like a pattern of bad behavior forming, this storm cloud is brewing around this nightclub, which I'm assuming has to have had a couple complaints from. Cops stealing your drugs and fucking your girlfriend. Yeah, so
1: a couple is leaving this nightclub, and Nick Cage is in his car. You know, he's staked out waiting for people to leave. So this is, like, looks like a fancy-ish nightclub. It's got kind of a Caesar's Palace motif in the front of it with the, you know, the columns. And Mm -hmm. this couple leaves, and he stalks them into a parking lot that is directly across the street, like... Would I be wrong to say that this parking lot is just in direct eyesight from the front of the club? Because it pretty much is like
2: <laughs> not just that. I would say it would most likely have an attendant because I'm pretty sure it has one of those little boxes they would sit in.
1: Yeah, the little booth. But, <laughs> yeah. but bafflingly, there's no one around. There's no one in the streets of New Orleans. Which is good because it's probably 20 feet away from them. Yeah. And also fortunate for terence mcdonough because he's about to commit just a litany of felonies (laughs) yeah
0: so he he tails them very obviously and then i don't even know how to
1: describe it i guess i got Uh,
2: reports there was passing of drugs (laughs) yeah you fit the
1: description of someone seen passing drugs inside the club so i've seen this movie a bunch of times so do you am, <laughs> yeah you, I can I'm, tell, I'm just damn. gonna hit the gas so he <laughs> he just tells him it, he tells him that they they match the description and he's uh you know he's uh wants them to empty their pockets out you know they're protesting and he's like come on come on show me the kibble he knows they've got it. He also does a really excellent kibble thing. meaning kibble meaning crack, right? Yeah. Kibble I think means crack rock
2: or any more tasty morsel of little drugs.
1: Yeah, I mean he's he's <laughs> he's intentionally vague about it because you know, he's just shaking them down for drugs, but he 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 finds drugs on the man and then he gets the woman is emptying out her purse and she's got a crack pipe. And then the man is like protesting. He's like, "No, please, you can't! My my father. He'll he's got a bad heart. He'll die if he finds out about this. Like, you can't you can't do it." And meanwhile, his girlfriend just starts smoking crack, shotgunning the smoke into Nick Cage's mouth, and then they just start to fuck. Yeah, he acts like. By the way, I've never seen any
0: sex scene involving him, and I am. Pretty happy about that.
2: Oh well, you will.
0: Oh god, don't you don't spoil it for me.
2: You <laughs> will see a couple,
0: but he acts like she like sticks. She call that foreshadow. She like sticks his hand on or her hand on the front of his pants,
2: mm-hmm. and he starts
0: acting like like I can't tell if he's like enjoying it or if he's just taking a bite of food that's too hot, but he doesn't want to spit it out. <laughs> because he just starts making that like
1: <laughs> it's like it's he's in a lot of agony. Yeah, he's either dealing with a minor burn on the roof of his mouth or he's in intense orgiastic <laughs> pleasure. It's unclear, but as they begin their courtship, her her date starts to run away. He turns tail and run and and then and then Nick discharges his firearm into the air several times and then points it at the man and shouts, You're gonna watch me! You're gonna watch me fuck your girl! And it is just so viscerally upsetting. Like it is the greasiest uh, most dirt nasty scene in the movie for sure.
0: It's disgusting. It's... And that's, yeah. and it's, it's in a movie full of greasy, dirt nasty scenes. It's...
2: It, because I, I, would, I would. It's say, the one uh, that made me the most sad. <laughs>
1: oh, well. Yeah, yeah I mean, me but too. It, it
2: abruptly ends like a freight train hitting a canyon wall. Yeah, uh, that's it. That's that's guess, the end of the scene. It's just it's, the end of the, uh, yeah. But the. We, we haven't gotten there yet, uh, but it's like. When well, let's pulls, move ahead. We're... When he pulls the gun on the old <laughs> lady. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. To do that
1: scene justice, we have to go frame by frame because it opens in a very pleasing way. I'm just
2: saying. When you say that's the greasiest, grossest scene, I'm like, he's just threatening these little old ladies who are, yeah.
1: That was okay. Well, yeah, we've got to get there. We've got to get there because it's
2: after the uh, after you watch me fuck your girlfriend. (laughs) So.
1: yeah he Uh, he oh god it's so hard to keep track of what's going on in this movie Uh, these two old women enter into the plot where the granddaughter or the grandson of the witness yeah the 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 witness is the grandson of an attendant to a wealthy older woman who's living in like a gated retirement Mm. center of some kind she was great and yeah they i mean the whole the whole cast in this movie is really good Mm. um But yeah, they go there. The first time they go there, it's they are looking for the witness. Uh, He has been. Yeah, he's he's hiding there. They find out about him because they go to the grocery store that he works at and he delivered food. He delivered groceries to the Senegalese family uh, just Mm -hmm. prior to the murder. So they go to the retirement center. They're looking for him. Uh, They, you know, kind of put the squeeze on this older woman who's protecting her grandson. And then he comes in through the window and agrees to co- cooperate in the investigation.
0: Yeah. And he's, but he's hesitant too because I, to be honest, guys, I didn't really understand
2: what did exhibit. Well, he's hesitant because he saw the murder. Yeah. yeah, He's like a 15 he year saw, old kid. And he, he, saw, he saw a, a bunch of murdered. people get executed. It's not, it's it's, not an unreasonable thing to be like if you're a witness in a murder investigation from some horrible gangster yeah you have rightly so you are a target on your back so there's a good good chance he could get murdered if he goes through the testimony but anyways he's under nicholas cage's guidance yeah their case uh, their
1: case hinges on it his testimony is the only evidence they have that that Alvin Joyner is behind the brutal murder (laughs) of this family of immigrants. You mean (laughs) G. (laughs) Yes. Well, yeah. So they, G is the first one they find. No. First they get midget. um,
2: Where they have an excellent, like kind of following shot where they, uh, they're the police are on the outside Mm. and Nick Cage as the cowboy. Knocks on the neighbor's door. One second, before you before you guys bust down that door. <laughs> well, just give me five minutes. And then he just goes next door, walks through, steals a bag of weed, <laughs> keeps moving. Oh, yeah, I forgot <laughs> about that.
1: He just walks through the neighbor's house, just spots, like, you know, an eighth or something on, on the table. It looked about just it. It looked gl- like a, a Yeah, room. I have no gl- glances, idea. Glances at it and just picks it up and pockets it and then keeps walking.
2: <laughs> and then enters through the back and sneaks up on Midget like without a shot fired. Midget goes through the steps fr- through the front door. Yeah. With his hands above his head. <laughs> we got him.
0: It's just another example of why Terrence McDonough is a fantastic police officer.
1: Yeah, he's willing to break, I mean, break s- rules and <sighs> laws, and we did, no one seems to care. Nobody we did gives a shit. the
2: episode where, or the, not the, episode, the scene where, um, Val Kilmer uh, shakes down that one guy who's like, "Man, I'm on parole."
1: Oh yeah, they're they're criminal informant. Yeah, I mean,
2: it's a small scene. It really doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't have a lot. Um. It just gives them the name of for midget, which leads them to uh, Gadshaw.
1: Yes, so they 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 work their way through the ranks. Basically, they they get uh, midget I and
2: <laughs> I just <geez>. love it. <laughs> yeah,
1: he does love it. Uh, Terence McDonough, in fact, does love it. Uh, <laughs> arresting <laughs> gang members, I I guess.
2: Well, looking like a hero.
1: Looking like right. a hero, certainly he does love that. Um, so they've started to round up the sort of like enforcer level dudes in exhibits gang. And then this is about the point where they go to put the put the squeeze on Ava Mendez's second John, right? When they go to the mm-hmm. casino or whatever it is.
2: He gets a phone call, beats me up. There's a guy not paying paying his things.
1: Yeah, and then is yeah, like that... Right,
0: okay, yeah. that's when he goes to her hotel room. Sorry, sorry. When he goes to her prostitute nest.:
1: Well, this is a different oh, prostitute oh nest. This is her oh. This is her prostitute nest away from prostitute nest. <laughs> it's her summer nest.
2: Um, <laughs> God, is, there's got to be better. Lingo. Yeah,
1: literally anything. That's a... Because I'm not going to
2: put that on a fucking (laughs) t-shirt.
1: Are you kidding me? That's our first t-shirt.
2: Prostituteness? Yeah. Fuck that. And nothing else. Oh, God, no. Just a a blank bumper (laughs) sticker. Ava Mendez's face (laughs) on a
1: little chickadee body in a nest. Oh, my God. I I can see it. Yeah.
2: I hate this so much.
1: Now taking pre-orders.
2: No, we're not.
0: <laughs> and no no reference to the podcast. Nope. Nothing else. Wouldn't want to tarnish just our, our that.
1: reputation with that affiliation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we'll sell it. We're not going to be related to it at all no, no, in no. a like legally culpable no. sense. It's just,
2: we're it's just going to be bumper stickers and covid face masks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um yeah, I think at some point before where we've gotten to in the chronology, there is, and I have to reference this just really quick, my favorite shot in the mm. entire movie. And it's when the police captain, I think, is describing the crime and kind of like handling out or handing out assignments. And there's that long pan around the room and it shows all the cops like nodding and, you know, writing down stuff. And it cuts the Nick cage and he just looks like a fucking ghoul
1: staring yes. off
0: in like a drug filled stupor right.
1: yeah in in the bright bright police station briefing room he definitely looks very <laughs> out of place i know the shot you're talking about
2: with it. a revolver sticking out of his slice. oh my god how have we not, have talked, we about not that? talked about that yet
1: i'm a cop in <laughs> it's in every fucking shot it's so good he busts behind the counter at the pharmacy because she's making a Fucked personal phone call. Yeah, not yeah,
0: not a fucking personal phone call. A fucked, a fuck personal phone call.
1: And then when she calls security on him, he's he's like he's like, sir, you can't be back there. He's like, you're not a police officer. And instead of showing his badge, he just whips open his blazer. He
2: shows his badge first, and then he's like, you're not a police officer. And he's like, yeah, what's that? Then what's that? (laughs) It's a gun. It's, it's a just, gun. Then why are you acting crazy?
1: A fucking oversized magnum just shoved down the front of his fucking khaki trousers.
2: Which if you ever, if anyone ever showed you that, your first thought would never be, you're a cop. You're a fucking psycho.
1: Yeah, my first thought would be, oh, I'm going to die.
2: Yeah, this man <laughs> is going to shoot us all.
1: I, yeah, I would think, well,
0: well then you are Certainly not a police officer.
2: <laughs> you
1: cemented that in my like, mind. I didn't I didn't think you were, and now I really don't think that you are. <laughs> now I know you're not. But, okay, God, I just, I can't believe we made it this far into the podcast without talking about that fucking gun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you guys, do you guys think that it symbolizes anything?
2: <laughs> let me just, uh... You made me think about a penis. <laughs> let me, um, let me just center my...
1: Talk <laughs> yeah, we have an exclusive interview with the director here. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> the uh, coat symbolizes a uh, male's genitalia. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of got a little, little, s- little, little Italian, Italian there at the end. Fucking dumb.
0: I think you're That's still. Crazy. I think you're still it's in uh, moonstruck mode.
2: God damn it. Yeah, I just, like, want to talk about Bobo stuff. <laughs> when the moon hits your right like
1: a big pizza pie. I got... oh, oh. oh, my God. All right. Uh, sorry. So, I, I, had a, I had a share moment. Fuck me.
2: Which, okay. Can,
1: oh, God.
2: Okay. Can I just <laughs> diverge a little bit? <laughs> A little bit. I don't know, Sean. We've been pretty In on Moonstruck. the string. No, we, we, know. we cannot talk about Moonstruck. In Moonstruck, no, 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 no. She didn't sing anything. <laughs> she didn't sing. Huh. She, Cher. Boy. Probably huh. most famous for singing.
0: Do you think she was like so...
2: No, like I want to get a Oscar. Like, it's fine. I, I, I can't. They won't take me seriously <laughs> if I sing. Yeah, it's fine.
0: Okay. Oh yeah, maybe they were like, so. And then here we could put like a musical number.
2: Yeah,
0: and but Cher, it, and Cher Cher it turns like, out
2: no. it's just a dream sequence. No, no. We'll maybe something. Uh,
1: maybe something. I don't know. Italian. Ooh, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> we do have the rights to that's amore. <laughs> Uh, yeah. you got to use that
2: <laughs> more than once. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, back to bed. So, having
1: gone to the casino to rescue Ava Mendez from uh, whoa, 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 I wrote his name down, gentleman Shay Wigum. Shay Wiggum
0: That's the no, actor's That's not. I that's think that's Simpsons the actor's
2: character. name. What are you talking about?
0: Yeah, that's the actor's name. His character's name is just Justin.
1: Oh, shit. OK, well, yeah, he uh, shakes this guy down who's refusing to pay his his girlfriend. And yeah, Wiggum informs <laughs> him that he, I, I shouldn't make fun of someone's No, name. I, I, this dude is really funny. He's in, so good. You know, he's given a limited amount of lines to work with, but he, he is very genuinely funny. But he he informs Nicolas Cage in no uncertain terms that. He has made a grave mistake, and his father owns—I don't know—the Gulf of Mexico or something. I yeah, don't I don't remember it. it is. something. Got, he's, he's, he's an got oil magnet. Or, in his yeah. Bucket. Yes, so it's his it's, it's he's got it's gonna be bad, and he he trails out of whoa, the room with whoa 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 whoa, whoa and then turns <laughs> in the hallway to the witness who has been drugged along to all of this, and just points, gives him the finger guns, and goes, "Oh yeah." Oh, it's so good. And th- it's about this point that our young witness realizes that he's got to get the fuck out of Dodge because he has made a mistake by trusting Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah.
2: Because this is when
1: else. he makes a break for it, right?
2: No, no, no. He gets left there first. Nicolas Cage leaves to go to his parents or something. Or logo. Does he, he? leaves for something. He leaves the, the witness with his girlfriend. She loses him. Oh yeah,
1: he he does leave him with her. I can't remember what for. I think it's
2: because he has to visit his parents.
1: Well, regardless, he, he hightails it the fuck out of there. He literally Either we, way, he doesn't do his
2: job we, again. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we we never we never see the witness again. Nope. He is gone. Yep. He is gone like a ghost in the night, never to reappear.
2: But. Except for on episodes of Zack and Cody?
1: <laughs> yes, except for on episodes of The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we like Wikipedia. What do you want me to say?
0: <laughs> Shit, I almost forgot about this. Also, goddamn, this movie's all over the fucking place. There's also the whole C plot about Nick Cage's like gambling debts.
1: Oh, yeah, he's met with his bookie. He's betting on the New Orleans college football team. He's
0: down multiple points, which is not... I don't know what that means, but it's not good. Yeah,
1: gambling is something to do with the VIG. So
2: there's a VIG, there's a spread. You got to beat the spread with the VIG or something. He, Either way, he was down. He thought he had... When he pulled over that, uh, uh, uh I guess, college football guy, I maybe... I don't remember much of this part. Oh, yeah. Losses are yeah. pretty quick.
0: Something that would but be he, a huge he, story in any other movie. Yeah,
2: he pulls over a football guy, tells him to football bad, and then bets against that team.
1: Right, and that's how he's going to make his money no. back off of Chucky. That's how he, he gets doesn't. his points. He
2: doesn't <laughs> Chucky? He sits out of the game. Yeah, it's Chucky. He still wins. His
0: bookie is Chucky. His name is Brad Dorif, and he's been in some other stuff. He's well, good. He's Chucky, though. Yeah. You mean Chucky? He also he was Chucky.
1: Yeah, but he's Chucky.
2: Well, no. The, the movie Chucky, is called Child's Play. He's no, not the, the new Chucky. That's Mark Hamill.
1: What, really? <laughs> yeah, dude.
0: That's a good choice.
2: God damn, I love Mark Hamill. So
0: he tries to get his bookies. Very menacing
2: voice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so he tries to get his bookies. I have um... menacing
2: voice. Sorry.
1: No, you're good. We're not talking about Star Wars. We're not. <laughs> we have got continue josh
0: we have talked about four different fucking movies this episode um
2: and i will continue the trend
0: uh, yeah okay he's trying to get his debts worked out with his bookie and so he agrees to use his police connections to get the bookie's daughter i think like her speeding tickets dropped or something
1: oh yeah
0: yeah she and she might lose that, her
1: license Oh my god, I forgot that the
2: craft
0: was in this movie Yes, and so in order to do that He goes and finds some state troopers One of whom is
2: You know the craft means witchcraft, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh Okay Yeah
2: (laughs) She's the goth in the witchcraft (laughs) I mean the craft Fuck
0: (laughs) That's five now So he goes and I mean, fuck it. While we're talking about, while we're on this other diversion, Firuza Balk is her name, the woman from the craft. And I've
2: had a crush on her since I was 12.
0: Yes, that's what I was going to say.
2: Every movie she's in, I think she is beautiful. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Vavoom.
0: Yeah, I had a total crush on her when I was a kid from seeing her in The Craft, where she plays, like, a murderer. and <laughs> yep,
2: definitely the, the villain. villain. She's a cool murderer.
0: Definitely, definitely the villain, villain in that movie. I'm not going to... I don't know why that is. I don't know what that says about me, but I'm going to choose not to examine it too closely.
1: Who's got the time for therapy these days? I
0: know, right? Exactly. And in in the process of doing... Of trying to get Firuza Balk to, you know, do some behind the scenes stuff and get his bookies, kids, speeding tickets taken care of. He also tries to get her to give him drugs from the evidence locker.
1: Yeah, which he. okay. I'm sorry. But the manner in which he does so is he is like almost passed out from heroin, fully clothed in a bed. And she is just fully in. A lacy matching brawn panty set <laughs> And knee high leather boots Like crouching over him And like huskily whispering Like is there anything I can do To make Ugh. you happy And he's like That was unpleasant yeah, in my headphones <laughs> I'm so sorry I'm so You're sorry You're good
0: It's fine
1: <laughs> We have to cut it
0: no
2: spread the pain spread the pain <laughs> no I'm gonna put that
0: I'm gonna leave it in and I'm also gonna put it at the top and the end of the episode
1: <laughs> no god damn anyway that's when he yeah. demands that she steal some drugs out of the evidence room I'm so sorry I'm so sorry she, she, <laughs> you're
0: like, no you're just I'm just fucking with if you if there's anything fine. I can
2: do for you yeah, you can steal me some drugs out of the evidence.
0: Anything. <laughs> um,
2: and then he and just the, hard passes make sure, out. make sure to, 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 to steal <laughs> the paper slips. So yeah, get rid of the receipts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god.
0: This it's, movie is fucking just maniacal.
2: Like, just, and, and she does it. She does it for him. She does it. <laughs> How and why would she be into that? Good golly. Oh, oh well. Good golly. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm just... just Good golly,
1: indeed. So after their key witness has fled uh, the casino, uh, Nicolas Cage decides that he is going to... you know, go back to where he first found him hiding. Uh, He pays a visit Mm. to the retirement center. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. So the shot begins with the attendant wheeling uh, the old woman who's on oxygen into the room. And the shot pans around the door. And then Nick (laughs) is behind the door and just slowly (laughs) swings the door closed, standing in the corner and then hiding di- behind the door, shaving <laughs> with an electric razor.
2: I forgot about that. Oh my God. With an electric
0: God. razor yeah. that he then
1: apparently, like, just keeps in his pocket, yeah. like, just full of stuff. He's a man on the go. He yeah. doesn't sleep. He's got to shave sometime. <laughs> I, I guess can, it
2: makes if sense. I can quote the movie I'm in the middle of a homicide investigation. Can I have my <laughs> prescription now? Please he it's
0: like when when that when the door crept shut and it revealed him behind it i actually said out loud oh no
1: <laughs> yeah it as it turns out does not go too peacefully he immediately he puts the squeeze on them demands that they reveal the location of of this boy and he takes the oxygen tube out Of the old woman's mouth and like, you know, cuts it, cuts off the oxygen and then starts to reprimand the nurse. Like, if I just let her die, nobody saw me come in here. Nobody's going to believe you. They're they're going to say it was your fault. You're you know, at worst, it's going to be a murder. At best, it's going to be you'll never work again. And, uh, you know, he's he he's gives him the shakedown. And finally, she does relent and tells him. Yeah, the he's just fully fucking gone on an airplane to England where the old woman's (laughs) relatives live. So he's he's fucked off out of this movie completely. And
2: thus goes your only tie to get job.
1: Yes.
0: And then I think the repercussion of that is that that woman's it's like a throwaway line. But they say like that her son is a congressman or a senator or something
2: the old lady that the nurse is taking care of her is her son is a congressman
1: yeah that actually comes back he finds that out a little bit later because first <laughs> yeah. he okay he puts her oxygen tube back in and he it you know it like comically oh, falls down yeah, and he's like yeah, yes yeah. suck it <laughs> up it's, yeah. oh, it's good it's good it's and disgusting. then he he turns away and he's like god you just i can't believe you. Hinder the investigation like this you disgust Me and then he just fully Whips out his giant gun And puts it (laughs) in their face Again screams at them I should just I should just fucking Kill you both right fucking now Again
0: Do you think the gun symbolizes anything Uh, little dick Yeah probably
1: I don't know know. we'll We'll leave that up to the psychologist
0: Yeah we'll leave that up to Mr. Herzog We'll ask him later during the interview section
1: yeah, I'll email him. <laughs> I've got his email. That's good. It's just, it's just <laughs> WernerHertzog666420 at gmail.com. <laughs> that was it's XXWernerHertzogXX. Werner Herzog Did X-X. I
0: might not have the right one? Hey, you're uh, giving uh,
1: away his personal!
0: Oh, shit. Hey, Jeff, while, while you're at it, ask him when he's going to make Grizzly Man
1: 2.
2: Okay, yeah, oh, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
1: It's just about the bear this time. Grizzly Man 2 shits in the woods (laughs) poo-poo-poo.
2: Okay, all right. Nah, I don't
1: know. it's okay. I mean... I'll run it past him. It's better than nothing. He'll punch it up.
2: Mm. (laughs) Well, okay. So another thing that comes up in the making of is that he says to a crowd of people... Thank you. This is the set of uh, Port of Call New Orleans. Or, no, Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call. The title may be changed. It was never changed. Oh, yeah. Werner Herzog
1: really <laughs> wanted to change the title of this of this movie, but was unable to,
0: I I guess. also saw that he didn't want to be affiliated with the original Bad Lieutenant, right?
2: Yeah, because he apparently had never seen it.
1: Yeah, the original <laughs> director was... Devastated and angry when he heard that this movie was being filmed. And uh, Werner was adamant that he was like, No, it's not connected, it's not a remake, it's not a sequel, it's just a movie but about a I've bad seen cop. Both movies, oh, really?
2: And I can tell you they're very similar. Really? Well, the screenwriter <laughs> very had seen
1: it clearly, they're
2: very similar, like Harvey Keitel is just this piece of shit cop that's got a prostitute girlfriend hmm. and he's just doing drugs and being a piece of shit. And that's, like, it. And then he just drives off into the fucking sunset at the end, which is not undifferent to this movie. Well, let's not
0: jump out, Let's not spoil it for anybody yet.
2: We told them to watch it already. Oh, that's this is true. Yeah,
0: if you, if you listen to me, you have already paused this and watched the movie and now you're listening to it again. That's true.
1: And, and if you haven't yet... I'm gonna need you to go ahead and do that right now.
0: If we haven't sold you on I'm... watching this movie by now, I d- I have no idea what will.
2: Also, what uh, what do you think is happening in this movie? <laughs> yeah, are you following it so far? Just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just like <laughs> the bouncing around like a pinball machine in something as chaotic as I'm... Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans, can only be seen as something. But I guess it exercises sadism, sadomasochism. Like it's just like you're just torturing yourself. You haven't seen this movie yet.
1: Yes, if I was the Marquis de Sade, I would definitely hold weekly screenings of this movie at my castle.
0: By the way, this is a movie that has like the title of this movie kind of has two subtitles: it's "Bad Lieutenant" and then "Port of Call." It's with "Bad Lieutenant" colon "Port of Call" colon "New Orleans," right? Uh, well, I don't think no, officially.
2: The it's not the second call. it's Uh-oh. protocol New Orleans.
0: Oh, well, that wasn't funny then, never mind. Uh, so what happens next in the movie? <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so at this point is when he hatches his alternate plan to get in good with Godshaw. He confronts them directly at, like, a steakhouse or something? Or... And, and who is Godshaw? Uh, big fate, big fate, exhibit. Okay, gotcha uh he yeah he he finds him g midget the whole gang yeah uh at like a steakhouse i think he pretty much just walks right in and he's like hey listen listen exhibit i I just gotta talk to you and you know his lackeys are like uh what this guy's like a cop like you shouldn't like and nick pretty much says like no it's it's cool like it's fine i and exhibit is like yeah he's not gonna kill me you're not gonna kill me are you He's like, oh, of course not. "Eh, See, he's not going to kill me. It's fine. And then this is when he offers to be a police informant for Exhibit's criminal enterprises.
2: Little stuff at first.
1: So this is how they're going to get in. He's going to get in with them now that he doesn't have a witness. So he. Uh. Then we have the scene of him. Uh, stealing a bunch of some drug, I don't even know what, some white powder <laughs> from these B cops who are logging, you know, they're fined to the evidence room. He tells right. them the scale is broken. He, they're, they're like, wow, it was only that much? That's weird. Whatever. Still exactly just enough for a felony charge. Hey, look at that. And then they give him some information about where a bust is going down. He tells Exhibit about it. It turns out to be accurate, and now he's in cozy with Exhibit.
0: Okay, right, yeah, because he gets busted down to the evidence, like the evidence yes. room, because he um, attempted murder.
1: <laughs> yes, right, because this is when he gets confronted. They're like, "Uh, that was a senator's mom, so we're gonna have to give you a slap on the wrist for this." So the, one, yeah, <laughs> so there's gonna be actual consequences because the, because it was a senator's also, mom you're just getting a, a you get, temporary demotion
2: you get the 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 police chief coming at him with uh is everything all right <laughs> he's just like are you doing anything and he's just like, oh yeah just taking what the doctor prescribes oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like he no. sounds, he is, sounds it, like he's fucking melting yeah <laughs> Is like holding a magnifying glass up to Nicholas Cage right now. <laughs> <And> <laughs> God damn. Yeah, okay. But he buys it. It's fine. He's just like, I tell you guys, you can't be going off on this is a cowboy. Shit won't last.
0: Okay, and that brings me to my second question I had about this movie. Okay. Does everybody just buy it? Like that's the that's the thing I couldn't really Get a sense of in the movie like he's totally unhinged the whole time. He's he's completely, you know, irresponsible and um, amoral and it doesn't he just kind of skates by with the you know, all of the superiors in the police force. But I couldn't tell if it was a situation where like they knew that he was shady and they were letting it slide because everybody kind of is or if. They really didn't know. Like, I couldn't really parse that.
1: I don't know if they ever really give any strong evidence one way or the other. I get the sense that they truly don't notice, though. Like, he's just out in the field doing his wacky biz, and they just don't see it. But, yeah. I mean, God, just the faces he makes in this film. It's like, how could they not look at that ghoulish, grim visage and know? Yeah,
0: I think you're right. Because there's this scene when he sees, and I can't believe we haven't talked about this, <laughs> the iguanas.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay. At um, the
0: crime scene, he hallucinates
1: two iguanas. No, more than
2: once. That the movie... It happens, like, four times throughout the show. It's right? actually an iguana yeah. and a bearded dragon. But
1: Oh, well, fuck me, then.
2: Oh, also, <laughs> Werner Herzog fought for for the iguana bit in yeah. the movie. Yeah, oh, really? Are,
1: yeah, those are Werner Herzog's pet, pet iguana and <laughs> bearded dragon. Yeah, okay. they're his. I'm g- and, can and I there's... paraphrase it? Yeah, sure. Or
2: whatnot? he <laughs> There is, like, one... There's, like, in the making of... It's, a like, you know, an eight-minute video. But <laughs> there's, like, two parts where Nicolas Cage actually talks to the camera, one of which being he, he refers to Nicolas... Or, uh, he refers to Warner Herzog demanding that when he makes this movie there needs to be a three-minute montage of iguanas or else every other movie he makes from there on out will be... In vain. In vain, and just an empty gesture. Yeah, an empty (laughs) gesture. If Werner isn't able to fit
1: his book... Now Jeff, give us your best best
2: word, word, Werner! (laughs)
1: Okay. (laughs) If this film does not include my beloved Evelyn and Frank Furter, then... Every other (laughs) movie that I direct from here on out will be a hollow, pale ghost stalking the hallways of my mind.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I want you to read, like... I want you to read, like, Lord of the Rings. I feel
1: like... uh, Boy, I'm gonna need a bigger... uh, water bottle for that one. Yeah,
0: we'll get you some some tea with some honey in it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so, I mean, fuck, what? Okay, I'm trying to remember how the different plot threads converge, because this is about when they all start to come back together. Like, yeah. The, this is when the dudes show up at Ava Mendez's place, right?
1: Yes, yeah, so, yeah. the yes. The gangsters. The gangsters yeah. that are connected with, whoa, 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 oh, yeah, <laughs> dude. <do, laughs>
2: Oh, to shake column. down, yeah, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, the character's oh, yeah. name
1: is Justin, and I'm not just gonna call him Justin. That's preposterous.
2: That's dumb. So <laughs> whoa, 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 yeah.
1: He sends his lackeys to shake uh, down Ava Mendez, and um uh, you know, r- instead of now the $1,000 yeah. that Nicolas Cage pickpocketed off of him, they the goons have been sent in to collect five G's. So five points, uh, Nick tells them, he's like, no, 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 don't rough up Ava Mendez. She has to be beautiful. Otherwise we're going to get you the money. Uh, and she's actually got a client coming. So you guys need to scoot. And then in 48 hours, you know, we'll get you the money. So they depart because, you know, I mean, it's a pretty reasonable sell. I mean, like, she's a beautiful prostitute. Mm -hmm. Uh That's how we're going to get $5,000. Get out of here. And then he reconvenes with Exhibit, Midget, and G. uh, And they have secured a large shipment of heroin. Right. uh, Of which he is supposed to get a 25% of the money but then he ends up just being like no just give me a giant bag full of uncut heroin instead as as interest yeah as as interest he's he, man he's so pushy with exhibit exhibit seems to love it though he's he's like a dancing little monkey or something to exhibit like
2: he's just like, <laughs> this cr- Light the crack, no, light the Caucasians rock. Rock. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. This is my kind of cop. (laughs) Jesus (laughs) Christ. Uh, We haven't even gotten there yet. So, yeah, they um, are celebrating over their shipment. (laughs) They get a visit. From the gangsters, other gangsters, yes. uh, red, red, red-shirted gangster. Yes, and, and yeah. two- red velvet smoking yeah. jacket, yeah. old man gangster. <laughs> uh, when I was a younger man, I would, you know, leave it, uh, take my share, and then leave the rest on the table. Now I'm old. I don't have a retirement. I'm taking everything, and then exhibit gets pissed. Why are you yeah. gonna take what's mine? No. Yeah, and sh- shoots him with a double-barrel
0: shotgun under the table, under so the desk.
2: So good. They they have a nice little uh, exchange of um, lead then leads to a cracked-out Nick Cage <laughs> saying oh the wonderful phrase of Shoot him again. His soul's still dancing.
0: And then it cuts to a guy actually dancing.
2: Yep. Yeah, and then they shoot him. And then... Release the iguanas!
1: Yeah, we get another good iguana moment here. We get a lanky punk with a mohawk break dancing for some reason. Oh,
2: he's the spirit. It's like
1: love it, you know, love it.
2: Rebel spirit. You know, and <laughs> then is... you put it down.
1: Yeah, it is a rebel spirit.
0: And then um, everything just kind of wraps itself up with a nice little bow.
2: One after another, this is where the dominoes start to fall.
0: Like literally in one scene
2: it's it's yeah. like rapid in fire the police station the y'all middle of the police station, not to mention in successions. So it's like they it's like they took appointments or deli counter. Like, you know, like, it's like okay, one shady guy. all right, uh, second shady guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, the uh, bookie comes in to tell Nicolas Cage that oh, you
2: didn't watch that game.
1: Yeah, he that yeah. he Nicolas Cage didn't watch the end of the game that we didn't talk about. Nicolas Cage watching the first half of he shook down one of the college athletes and, and told them to up. take a dive. But he didn't take a dive. He sat out the game. They were up. Nicolas Cage assumes that he's lost and stops watching and then his bookie comes in and is like wow that was a crazy last two minutes anyway here's your $10,000 oh and also my daughter got her ticket taken care of thank you for that which is something he also thought he had failed to do yeah but no it's fine because the craft took care of it (laughs)
2: because the craft still just was like even though you fell asleep when I was trying to seduce you yeah. I'm still going to get you drugs and give you this to get rid of those tickets. Yeah. What does she see in this man?
0: She is literally, he passes out. He, he does the entire scene with her with his eyes closed. Yeah. That's how, like, fucked up he is. And well, she's I mean, still. If he had his
2: eyes open, he would have an erection.
0: <laughs> and, I mean. And she's still like, mm, I kind of like him.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: He's charming. Just something about him.
0: I guess I'll go commit felonies. <laughs> Several. So, like everyone yeah. in this movie. I mean, I feel like we, we are kind of underselling how fast, how rapid fire the scene is. Because it is literally like... Hey Nick, I'm your bookie. Don't worry, debts are taken care of. Also, my kids' uh, speeding tickets are done.
1: Thanks. Bye. And like, as soon as he's gone,
2: here's that money. Don't yeah. want to count it? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Bye.
1: Here's a here's an envelope with ten thousand dollars in a police station. I'm a bookie. Where I just walked into a police station and you ten thousand dollars in cash. Anyway, see ya.
2: <laughs> like, what bookie would
1: fucking and do
0: that? And then the and then it's like the um oh yeah oh yeah guy comes you in. You meet
1: at the bar. It, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For ten uh, seconds, like he's like, whoa, 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 oh, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, yeah. Yeah. comes in and is like hey listen those guys whoa don't worry about it well whatever bad blood there was between you and me it's cool now it's fine uh i'm just gonna fuck off out of here with my gulf of mexico owning and ass and it'll be fine see ya and then as soon as he's uh, out of
0: frame ooh the sergeant or the, the captain pops in and goes, Hey Nick, just wanted to let you know, found a crack pipe at the scene. whole whole thing's taken care of. Bye. And like
1: dips right back out. Yes, because this, this ultimately was, was Terrence McDonough's master plan is he has, okay guys, we missed a crucial one. Can't gloss it over. He, while they're divvying up the drug shipment, He busts out the crack pipe that he stole from the couple from the club at the beginning of the movie. And he has Exhibit take a hit off of his lucky crack pipe. Why does he got to do that? Because it's It's lucky. lucky. (laughs) And this is his plan all along, I guess. It seems like he knew because he... At some point, he goes back to the police station and tells the other guy who's working. He's like, hey, there's a crack. There's a crack pipe at the house that we missed. It's got exhibits DNA. Go get it. So, like, he knew what he was doing the whole time. Mm-hmm. He got exhibits DNA on the crack pipe, went back to the murder scene, planted it there. And then the cops went and rounded it up. And then he go goes and tells, I don't know who that guy was. Some, like, whatever other cop. He
0: yeah. Cage literally says to him, like hey, you should go back and check the house again because I have a feeling that somebody might have stashed a crack pipe in this one specific spot. I don't know. And the cop's like, hmm, yeah, okay. Doesn't check, is weird to me, fine. And goes and happens to find it exactly where he said it was going to be.
1: Yeah. And then in this scene, when the captain comes back and is like, looks like everything got wrapped up peachy keen, Mr. So-and-so here found a crack pipe at the scene and it cuts to the guy and he's just like, huh, yeah, just got lucky, I guess. <laughs> like, not really. Not no. really. You didn't actually at all. If you think about it, he fucking told you where it was.
2: But apparently that's just good old fashioned police. That, work. I mean, it's really just, you know, shoe leather
0: uh, detective work, man. It's all in a day's, in a day's work. A little classic gumshoe
1: just planting <laughs> DNA evidence where it doesn't originate. Oh,
0: right. that's what gumshoe means. I just got that.
2: Yeah, because you're sticking evidence where it didn't belong. <laughs> because you, like
1: Nicolas Cage in this film, mm. are sticky. For every Oh, <laughs> oh my, my God. God.
0: everyone in this movie. This movie is like, it is unpleasant to look at. Like... Like everybody in the movie looks kind of a little sweaty and like sickly and gross, and everybody's it's clothes Orleans, are dude. <laughs> like, everybody's clothes it's are like a little bit too big. It's,
2: it's a bayou.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I know, it's but, a but still
1: swamp. Y- you're you're right. You Nicholas Cage's clothes are extremely <laughs> ill fitting in this yeah. movie, aren't oh, they? Yeah. Everybody looks like. How they... did
2: I never noticed that? It was. I think that's because the idea is like. At the beginning, he's, like, a little bit, well, I mean, even then, it's still pretty inf- ill-fitting, but it's, like, he wastes away as the movie goes. You know? Yeah. Like, he's just, like, he oh. doesn't eat. He just does heroin and drugs or just fucking crack. It's, he's not. Okay. He's just okay. wasting away. No. He's not out there buying new pants.
0: Well, I, I was certain that it was, like, purposeful. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah
2: definitely, definitely a look, that, may, but that he's makes supposed a lot to be of sense. Wasted away. He's he's a trash monster because after this scene. <laughs> yeah, okay. So after the scene, let me just keep it going. They they move from this like, "Oh, wow, another recommendation." Like they arrest Godshaw and mm-hmm. then um, oh, wait. Oh, so, okay, actually uh, I was going to plow a little bit further. Uh, they go to arrest Godshaw. Well,
0: hold on, why do you guys keep calling him that? Well, that's his name.
2: Yeah, it's G. It's what G said.
1: Donald Big Fate Godshaw, otherwise known as Alvin oh. Exhibit Joiner. I'm sorry. He he has He's both G. both that's the character G. and the actor have a real name and an alias, and I've been using <laughs> all of them interchangeably. Okay. And I have to apologize for that.
0: No,
2: that's why well, I was getting Godshaw confused. Godshaw G. Okay. I could just keep calling him G, but they don't call him that through the entire movie.
0: I thought G was like one of his like.
2: Yeah, G is one of the henchmen.
0: Is,
1: G... is it?
2: Yeah, Big Fate G, I
0: G and was the Midget. Big... Yeah, it's Alvin Exhibit Joiner as Big Fate
1: Godshot. What's his first name? Donald Big Fate Godshot. Yeah, yeah G is the guy who uh, when Nicolas Cage is like, "How much? Should, how much did you pay Good for this guess. heroin? Was yeah. it sixty thousand dollars?" That's a pretty good guess, and then Exhibit G. goes,
2: "Shut, up. <laughs> yeah, G, shut <laughs> up, fuck up!" Okay, I thought that was—I thought when they referred to G, that was just like that was Godshaw. I mean,
1: I can see why oh. you would think that, but no, yeah, G is G is the oh. other.
2: Well, fuck it, whatever. The point is, they raid his house. <laughs> a thirty cops in one room. They're yeah. all pointing their guns at Exhibit. Yeah, he's. Just like. Oh, yeah. Up. They and they immediately say, all right, you guys start searching the area. And then they everyone leaves mm-hmm. except for Nicholas Cage and Val and Kilmer. Kilmer
0: in case who's like, <laughs> hey, in case you forgot, I'm in this movie. I'm in this movie.
2: Yeah. Where I did forget, Val. Where, so I have a little theory of why he's not in this movie as much. He, he had more scenes. But then Werner Herzog saw his impression of him. Because <laughs> Val Kilmer does an impression of him. He's got a did see good It's a good impression. He's just. But he, then, it's,
0: it's, I mean, if Herzog didn't want people to make impressions of him, then he shouldn't be why so. why he talk so crazy. He
2: should
1: be so easy to make impressions of.
2: <laughs> yeah, he should drink water instead of just eating crackers before he speaks. <laughs>
1: It is not my fault. When I was a young boy, I entered the sweepstakes for the saltine crackers. I was a grand prize winner. 100 free sleeves every day gonna, until I died. I'm gonna, I'm gonna
2: die. <laughs> oh. I died 10 years ago. I'm
1: sorry, you guys. Oh, I'm shit. Just, I'm just laughing at my own show. Oh,
2: shit. Hold on. Oh shit. Well, any okay. Back on track. So, <laughs> so it's just Val Kilmer and Nick Cage, and an Exhibit, and and then this is where Val Kilmer wants has a taste for get being evil. Uh-huh. You know, he's like, hey, let's just kill him. We'll we'll take the money. We'll yeah, and then it's like, Exhibit's like, don't kill me. Just take my money Why do you have to kill me That's not cool Yeah Like just take my money And then This gets into an argument And then Honestly I cannot remember How this resolves Entirely
0: I mean Cage <laughs> is basically I think the situation Is he's like Val Kilmer Puts like a gun down And is like He went for it Grab it Like to Nick Cage oh, yeah. He's like Exhibit went for it And we shot him Right And Exhibit's like What <laughs> Uh, excuse me? <laughs> I, I did what now? And then he tries to, Kilmer tries to like goad him into going for the gun. And then I think Nick Cage just like picks it up and says no. Yeah, he yeah. just
1: he just isn't having it. He, at heart, he, he, did he a believes lot of in the criminal justice system.
2: Or he just did a lot of work to like plant, get him set up for that, like, or, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. set, set up. It's, it's, this is kind of complicated. Well, there is none of his police work that is legal. <laughs> no, nope, I, yeah, I don't think cops. he does a single but legal thing. But at the same thing. time, he is trying to get the guy that killed that family. So, And he does.
0: But at the same time, he also says, like, literally that he does not care.
2: That's just to goad him into...
1: Yeah, that's where he's... Tra- that's the scene where he's convincing oh. Exhibit that he's... But that is a good moment, though, where... Yeah, I I, exhibit says something to the effect of like what you don't care about those murders anymore. Those you kids, earlier yeah. you told me that getting justice for those kids was all you cared about. And Nick Cage has a line where he goes, look at you. Now, look at me. I never cared.
2: See, I,
0: I kind of thought that was sincere. It
2: reads still very sincere. Yeah. And I think it is. I honestly. don't like this
1: is the brilliance of Werner Herzog as a director. It's that Nick Cage is not a good actor, but then he's able to get the character of Terrence McDonough to be a good
2: actor. It's so meta and good. I, know, I gotta stop you. He is a good actor. He is acting there. He is straight up acting. Is, I'm gonna, sp- he's like, uh, that is like him. Well, okay, to be honest right now, and, this is all acting. It's a movie. But in that scene, he is acting to Godshaw because, okay, maybe not. <laughs> he, he doesn't actually <laughs> give a shit. He doesn't actually give a shit. He, he, want, he wants to get him in jail because that's, I mean, it is his job. I guess it's his only purpose. But, like, he actually doesn't, I mean, he doesn't really show any real emotion about it. Mm-mm. He does go through a lot of work, though. To, I guess, I mean, he does line his pockets along the way. He does mm-hmm. do a lot of fun drugs. Mm-hmm. Hard drugs are not fun, kids. Don't don't ever do them.
0: Don't. But yeah, the, as as fun as <laughs> Nick Cage makes it seem in this movie,
2: no, nothing he does that sounds fun in this movie. <laughs> 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 oh my god, this is like, this is like when you are in a. a, a like a driver's ed class. Yeah, and, I was. And they're say just that. like, "Okay, teenagers. <laughs> I know you kids are excited because you got your free free wheel and you you get a license. You're ready to drive, but quick, watch this video. It's called Red Asphalt.
0: <laughs> oh God. Yeah, this is like they should just show this in Dare. And that's it. No introduction or or outro. Just make everybody sit down, turn on the projector. It's this. And then they just do that once a week for like a year.
1: Yeah. They actually tried to do it with Requiem for a dream first, but they showed kids that movie and they were like, well, I don't know. I mean, they all die horrifically, but it's kind of like, I don't know, sexy to do drugs still. And then they showed the children (laughs) this movie instead. And they realized, Oh nope, it's actually really not. Yeah.
2: (laughs) so, Nick Cage. I don't think he really cares about anybody other than himself, and and, and his lady. Like I mean, he he because like they have that. Okay, after after the bust, they 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 arrest Godshaw. He gets another recommendation. He's now um, less of a. I, was it full detective? What I don't.
1: Uh, yeah, I, he I don't. makes. Uh captain. Sergeant? He makes captain. Captain, okay. oh, he so captain the film, right? yeah.
2: When he's captain, you think it's the end of the movie.
1: Yeah, he's got a white picket fence house, <laughs> yeah. uh, house. with Ava Mendez. Everything is She's good. Pregnant, his,
2: his dad
1: is his dad is sober. His, his Jennifer Coolidge is sober. Everyone's uh-huh. happy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Val Kilmer is still there and looks like he's eating a lot of pork in chops.
2: <laughs> he stopped doing drugs.
1: Yeah, he's yeah. yeah, Everything seems rosy.
2: He
0: finds the silver spoon. He finds the silver spoon. It's not a
2: silver spoon. (laughs) It's not. (laughs) I guess it wasn't. I guess it wasn't actually silver because it's a rusted spoon, and he's rubbing her face with it. (laughs) I just was like, that's gross.
0: The movie. I mean, it's it wraps up so neatly. The, I, the whole time it was happening, like literally in the scene in the uh, precinct when, you know, everything comes together like rapid fire with the bookie and yep all that stuff. I remember saying like, wow, I can't believe that a director as good as Werner Herzog is going to do a movie that has like a it like was a all bow. a dream like kind of ending because <laughs> that's what I thought it was. I thought for sure it was going to be like he wakes up. Like, he overdosed or something, and this is all in his head. And I was like, wow, I can't believe he's actually going to do this. And then the fucking credits started rolling. And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me.
1: Well, now, Josh, hold on now. He... It's not right. uh, He has all of this stuff going, but then at the end, they show him he goes off to a hotel room and is snorting drugs again.
0: Right. I mean, yeah, it's not perfect.
2: No, but, but this is the circle. This it, is a very important part of the.
1: Yeah, this is he's he's in the hotel room and he's doing the drugs in secret. You know, he's all alone now. Mm-hmm. A, a, Ava doesn't isn't doing drugs with him anymore. His his father and Jennifer Coolidge have have moved on and secured a better life from themselves. He's now hiding this part of himself you know alone earlier in the movie when he gets the heroin from exhibit he he tries to give some to to ava mendez and she's like oh no i i think i'm actually gonna go to a meeting with your dad and he's like oh okay cool 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 um i so guess you don't, you want, you don't want this heroin and she's like uh maybe later
2: or whatever but so says he's, maybe later because She's going to an Alcoholics Anonymous mm-hmm. class, not a NA an meeting, and it's just like yeah, maybe <laughs> after the meeting, yeah, like but, I'll do heroin.
1: But so he now he's oh, like me down as a maybe. He's he's receded into <laughs> himself. That. He's he's hidden this drug use away from everyone now. You know, he used to have Ava Mendez as his last bastion of like mm-hmm. he had someone to be intimate with. He had
2: a nest to go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a
1: prostitute nest to go to. And, he, Ugh. you know, he had this this life and, you know, they've all evolved beyond it and he hasn't. And then this is. Yeah, he's hunched over the mirror. He's like I, close to an overdose, I think, is what they're insinuating. Yeah. And I mean,
2: he's he's really hitting it hard. Yeah.
1: And the the bellhop comes in and it's the man that he saved at the beginning of the movie from the prison. And he's like, oh, shit, man, you saved my life. You know, uh, it seems like you're in a bad spot. Is there anything I can do to help you? And let's get you out of here. And they this is the final shot of the movie is they've fucked off to an aquarium where they're sitting and chilling,
2: watching sharks,
1: just hanging out with sharks. Yeah. And we get Terrence McDonough delivers his line. Do fish have dreams? So my question to you two is what the fuck does that mean?
2: <laughs> it means he's still upset that he ruined yeah. his silk underwear. <laughs> like, like, at the end of all of this, if he didn't save that man's life, he would not only have that silk underwear, he probably wouldn't have a drug addiction. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. So is his, like, personal uh tragedy of like drug abuse i mean it 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 pales in comparison to a human life right i mean he did fight a lot through this movie to kind of find justice for this family that gets uh executed in a horrific way Mm -hmm. but then at the same time (laughs) he does save a life and that man becomes sober and has a good like life going on, and then he tries to pay it forward back to uh, Nick Cage, which is, I think, a very touching moment. Um, I wonder what a uh, Warner Herzog would have to say about that.
1: Yeah, I I mean I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I I really love this movie. Um, yeah, it was
2: great. Impression?
1: Oh, yeah. No, I I no, I've I've done enough of that already. I. Uh, I, I, I love this movie, and I watched it a bunch of times. I still don't really know what it's about. I mean, I mean, it. So his final line, "Do fish have dreams?" I believe, is an allusion to the note that he finds in the murdered child's yeah. room. He's talking about the fish. Uh, his his best friend, the beta fish. I think it's a beta fish. Mm-hmm. and he's like, it yeah. it watches me when I sleep. like it has d- these dreams. and I mean, it's an allusion back to that, but I I am still mystified by that because I don't know if the main significance of the movie is supposed to connect back to that moment. I don't know if it's an indictment of the police system. Or if it's primarily about drug addiction, there's a lot going on in this movie. There's a lot of shit to unpack, and it's.
2: But this is where I see a lot of similarities with the original. And by I hate to say original, um, no, but it is the though. the the first one with the title of Bad Lieutenant. But it comes back to the it's it's a broken person, or a police officer who is um like just riddled with the drug addiction and mm-hmm. has vices coming out the ears and just keeps kind of feeding the demons that kind of propel him through his life that um occasionally he does good you know he he does these things that are I mean very much unconventional because they are very much against the law <laughs> like and yet, at the end, he's not actually helping anybody at all. I mean, there's no. some there's some stuff that kind of you know like it, just by happenstance it does really kind of work out in mm-hmm. in a, in a it, almost a fairy tale like way, especially the way that the dominoes fall. But it, there's no real uh, like message other than. Maybe that, you know, uh, moderation's good? I don't know. (laughs) I I think, I mean, I I honestly think that the takeaway from the
0: movie could literally just be, like... I'm trying to think of how to say this, like... (laughs) Pat McManus.
2: (laughs) Sorry. What was that? Pat McManus. Google it! (laughs) Okay. But, uh, like, um... He's an anti-drug, like, rock and roll singer guy.
0: (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay, I will Google that then. Um, He used
2: to visit schools in the Des Moines district. (laughs) But I, I think
0: that it could be literally just that, like, the universe is not just, and sometimes things work out really well for bad people.
1: Yeah, that's my main takeaway from this, is that sometimes bad people do good things and get ahead in life. And these relationships get built up around them, even though at his core, he's still this damaged, bad Mm -hmm. person, but we see all of his loved ones go on to lead these happy lives just almost on accident. Like despite him, you know? Yeah, exactly. And this, this, the, st- the fact that the story of redemption isn't about his arc, it's all of the people around him go on to repair their lives, is to me the most important part of the movie. Mm-hmm.
2: And he also, at the end, is, that's like the step, right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe that's like him at a turning point and that's where the end, the movie is where it ends because he's no longer being the bad lieutenant. He is now having this change in his life where he's maybe I don't know turning a leaf or at least maybe getting sober
0: yeah I kind of interpreted it that way too but that might just be my like hopeful like me viewing it through an optimistic lens that he in that last scene is like that would yeah that would be some sort of like turning point for him some sort of beginning of a redemption arc (laughs) which is an interesting note to end it on uh yeah, I I don't know. I think it's overall, I think that the movie is really just sort of like an absurdist, dark comedy. I think it's just and this might be oversimplifying it, but it might literally just be like, hey, look at this
1: crazy fucked up cop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, in the uh, behind the scenes thing that we watched, uh, there is a part where Herzog talks about it being a comedy and he's like. You know, he basically says it's not like a comedy in the it. traditional sense. Oh, yeah, he's talking about when he read the script mm. for the first time. That's right. He's like, it's not like funny, haha. but there's a very comical element to it. Um, it's called Nick
2: Cage. <laughs>
1: yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh, well, yeah. and, you know, so, Josh, you usually ask us who we would cast instead of Nick Cage. <laughs> Is there yes. anyone? I... I want to hear what you guys have to say first. Uh I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say that I think Nick Cage is absolutely perfect for this movie. Uh all of his strengths are on display here. Um I think that he really he is like the perfect choice. Um I I'm curious to hear if you guys have uh alternate suggestions but i i mean i think this movie was basically written for him
2: sean <laughs> yeah um he has this uh i guess as hot and cold like where it's like when he's full of steam and then there's these like really subdued moments and the way he brings it out is that each time he's, like, on either side of that spectrum, he's really giving it his all. His all. And he's he's actually, like... I think he's displaying a lot of talent, um, especially with the subdued scenes. Because, like, I just... I just see a man on opioids. Like, he is... He is, like, out of... It's, and I'm like... I'm sorry. If I worked with that man, I would have filed a complaint. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and oh I, I, Im,
1: importantly, yeah. To, to your point here, uh, I, I don't want to cut you off, but I, when I was doing some research about the movie, he at least claims to have been sober during the filming of this movie, as opposed to something I like Leaving Las Vegas, where he famously it. was drunk in order to capture those moments. Oh, really? Uh, like yeah, N- <laughs> Nicholas Nicolas Cage has said in interviews that during this the filming of this movie, he was sober or at least like during the filming. Yeah. You know, I don't know if he's speaking to sobriety in his life at that time, but like he wasn't like doing drugs in order to capture these moments. It, and it is, saying, it is him actually, acting.
2: Yeah. And I, that's what I'm saying. It's like, he is putting out this solid performance. Okay. It's unconventional. It's high intensity. Um, but overall, Brilliant performance because my goodness, this movie is just what a roller coaster. Yeah, like,
0: it's fucking out you there. You cannot
2: like. I mean, if I was to think of any other actor to try and do this, it's like uh-huh. just swap. What is it, Michael Shannon? What is his name? Uh, the oh he, yeah. yeah, oh shit. It's like swap him. The just swap him in the movie. <laughs> yeah, either that or like maybe make. Like Nick Cage, the dete- like the, the sidekick, like the, his the partner. Val Kilmer, mm-hmm. the Val mm-hmm. Kilmer, make Val Kilmer the police chief,
1: and then make Val Kilmer Eva Mendez, and then Eva
0: Mendez plays Mendes. Nick Cage. Everybody just goes, everybody just shifts one seat over,
2: it just takes a step to the <laughs> left. You just take the cast, the
0: cast, and the no. billing, and you just bump no, them all I'm... down
2: one, <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Why not? Okay. <laughs> like, I no, but I'm saying I'm just saying like I think um, well, like Michael Shan could have done like a really uh, wild performance because I mean he has he has like crazy range where yeah like, same thing like Shape of Water where it's like when he gets weird he gets pretty fucking oh yeah weird. I still like, haven't he... seen that one uh, okay well I'm I, I won't spoil it for y'all but uh he's he's a wild one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wouldn't want to work for him <laughs> Ooh.
0: Uh, I have a different answer than you guys do Yeah true. and um, Okay, so at first I do want to say I totally agree with everything Is it
2: Paul Rubin?
0: It is now <laughs> <laughs> So I do want to agree with everything you guys have said And yes, obviously he's incredible in this I think that
2: Paul was, is pretty great. You
0: guys debated earlier whether or not you think he's a good actor or not. I'm going to split the difference and say that he's not. I don't think at least not in this. I think that he's just a very like interesting person to watch.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh so I think he His natural strengths are like tailor-made for this movie. That's my argument. He's yeah. not He's not Reaching to like
0: achieve these moments. No, I think this he just kind of acts like this. But yeah, if I could recast anybody.
2: Play to your strength.
0: Anybody is the Nick Cage movie. And I'm really disappointed you guys didn't think of this because it is staring us right in the face. Uh Shea Wiggum.
1: Oh my god. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. I Whoa. think
0: that dude. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That dude, he would have
1: fucking nailed it out oh of Oh my park. god. Wow. Very interesting. Hot take. Damn. Man, I know you really what. could. Bam, man, you could just take the whole cast and just shuffle it up <laughs> like a deck of cards. Shift them all you? down.
0: Well, you know that's what you guys uh, pay me for.
2: I would um I would like to see that table read. Well,
0: Fuck shit. yeah, man. Well, uh, is there anything else you guys want to say about this movie? I think we're about tapped out here. I can't think of much else that we haven't covered.
1: I am tired and sweaty. This movie always makes me tired and sweaty. Same. Uh, I I love this movie. Um, You know, it's not one of the all-time artistic greats or anything, but it's, you know, insanely fun, very weird, you know, it and it really, truly does give you a lot to think about. Like, yeah, I've watched this movie a bunch of times and it's not like, you know, sometimes movies are like deep, but really aren't. You know, you watch it a couple of times and you're like, OK, I this is uh, a real tree of life. I, I get the analogy here. Like, I, I get what they're going for. I still think there's layers to this movie that I haven't mm-hmm. plumbed the depths of. Um, it's great. Love this movie. Give it a
2: recommendation to anyone. Always. Sean, 100% watch this. If you haven't already, we've spoiled it already. Um, So (laughs) you should um, definitely rewind your life and uh, watch this fucking movie.
0: Yeah, go back in time, however long this episode ends up being and watch the fucking go watch this movie. Go back to 2009 Um, and watch
1: it in theaters. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Also, can I just like real quick say the trailer for this movie is nothing like the actual movie. I mean, it's like, it plays it off like it's like Gone in 60 Seconds or like a Fast and the Furious movie or something. It is ridiculous. Or, no, it's more like, what, two, smo- two locked smoke barrels. barrels? Uh, locked yeah. stock and two
1: smoking locked barrels. Locked
2: stock and two smoking barrels. It's like that kind of like trailer.
1: Because it's a crime movie. Yeah. This is like a Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah,
2: here's the bookie. <laughs> here's the dealer. Here's the cop. Here's that other cop. Here's that other cop. A lot of cops Here, in this one. Here's. So. Here's the love interest. Here's the. Uh, I, I, I guess, uh, what, what'd you say? Prosti- prostitute nest? Yeah, wow. I'm not living that one, down, well, am I? Here's the web of crime. Well, you know. <laughs> I, li- I like prostitutes nests. That's I mean it just it just makes me think of like you know a bird bringing like little sticks and then like you know gently tucking them into a nest and then eventually a bunch of hookers show up. Wait, so you build it first and then they show up. <laughs> well, yeah, you build the nest and it attracts. it's the like
0: building a beehive thing and then a bunch of bees show up to use it. I don't know how beehives are made. Yeah, neither do I, <laughs> as I've probably just proven.
2: I feel like I feel like honey is the throw-up, so the hive must be made from their duty?
0: Is honey bee throw-up? Well, anyway, thanks for tuning in, guys. This has been
1: another episode of <laughs> All the World's a Cage. Thank you for joining us, listeners. We appreciate you.
2: I'm surprised we brought up bees. This is a wicker man.
0: Thanks for listening. Don't worry, this will be short. If you enjoy the podcast and want updates, check us out on Twitter. We're at Atwac. That's A-T-W-A-C for All the Worlds a Cage. Also, review us on iTunes if you use that. Or recommend us to a friend. Well, ask if they like Nick Cage first, and then ask if they like podcasts, and then recommend us. Thanks again.